Hello, thank you for tuning in to Supreme Boheme's fifth episode. My name is Mallory. My name is Tayesian. And thank you for tuning in. Supreme Boheme's where we embody a supreme energy while maintaining a Boheme lifestyle. Yes. We so think we're... oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Shit, keep it up now. We don't even need to edit it out. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. No, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode five. I'm so, so happy. The more we go, like, up and up, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So Yeah, we're getting seasoned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seasoned. So for our get-to-know-you question this week, um, it is what is your favorite smell slash scent? What is yours, Tay? For me, smell, as far as, like, how I want my body to smell, it may be basic, but my favorite is vanilla. I love anything vanilla mm. scented. Um, it's just so warm and, and soothing. It's just ugh, that I feel like it, it. Um, each season you can wear it. It's not just like for a winter or fall type of thing, but for like house, it like my house and how I want my house to smell. I use essential oils, so I really, really, really love um oil blends. But I like um. Like things like I don't have a favorite, but the the most frequent are lemongrass and mint. So I kind of, mm-hmm. if I do choose one scent, it's usually one of those two. But other than that, I use blends. But I really love vanilla, mint, and lemongrass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for me, when it comes to my like actual scent, when it deals with perfumes, I love smells of cashmere. Yes. I'm big on that. Um, I think that smell really fits my personality. And I always spray it around. Um, I know, like, for my actual room, I love cucumber candles. Oh, yes, refreshing. Yes, it's very refreshing. Exactly. So I use cucumber candles in my room and around the house. And, oh, yeah, I like... um, I like a little bit of, you know, like apple candles as well. Mm-hmm. I get my candles from Walmart. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're cheap mm-hmm. and <laughs> they're cheap and they're like, you know, potent. So yeah, those are my go tos. Oh, now you oh, talk about oh. candles. Go go ahead. I gotta talk oh, about candles shoot. now. Shit. Um, <laughs> no, wait. this is little candles. Oh uh, damn it! What I have another one that you know the uh, store we go to in Avalon. Yeah. Um, what is it called? Oh, I think it's called like um Yellow Dock or something like that. Mm, Damn I don't it. know. I don't know, but it smells amazing. I don't know what it's called. I'm sick that I don't remember the name, but that's mm. another one of my go to's when it comes to incense. Yeah. Oh my god. Um incense girl, like Nag Shampa. My mm. favorite incense, hands down. Nag Shampa, like I said once before, patchouli. Um, I usually like to get my incense like from a company in India. I can't remember the name of the company because it's a Indian name and I don't know how to say it. But like, if you go to Whole Foods or sometimes even your well, where I get it from now is my Indian uh, corner store. They have like all of the 
all of the that brand, but uh, they have different ones. They have ones for like love, midnight love. They have all kinds, but these are like actually authentic ones, not like you know the ones mm-hmm. you'll get from the flea market and stuff, mm-hmm. which are like synthetic blends and stuff. I like the actual rolled the road fragrance where it comes from like the trees and all of the sap and all of that stuff put together. Um, but that's for instance. And for candles, I really like, um, warm smells. Like they have like a wood, um, uh, under note and like woodsy teak. Um, and, um, what's the last tobacco, Tobacco actually pairs very well with like vanilla and amber scents really? and stuff like that. Yes, like some candles, like if you go to uh, most girls will probably be getting their candles from bed, bath and body, bed, what is it? Bath and body, bath works, body works, yeah. Or like Ross and Marshalls and stuff like that. And they usually have candles that have those like woodsy, tobacco y scents. They're like more masculine, but they have the those sweet, mm-hmm. uh, high notes. So, and in the the lower notes, and I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but the lower notes are more like masculine and woodsy and stuff. I love okay. that. Like it's just like oh, the I know like the uh, mahogany teak wood. Yeah, um, mine is like what is it? The moon. I think it's called moonlight. Yeah, something. that's something my like favorite one. Yeah, the moonlight yeah. one. I love those. It just feels like I got. I need to light this. Like it just feels like you're at home, mm-hmm. real cozy and stuff. Real cozy. Yeah, scents really mean a lot. Like aromatherapy is so important. If my house don't smell right, like I have a fit. Like mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. can't do <laughs> a bad smelling anything. So scents are very important. They are. They are. So for the WWBD, what would a bohem do? Did you want to introduce that one, sir? Oh my God, my cat just. <laughs> oh she... my God! You said she Girl, just don't fell. Embarrass me! She jumped on the freaking, <laughs> on the freaking like I have these damn blinds, and she likes to play with them because they move. And she literally just randomly jump high as fuck on the wall on the blinds oh like loud as fuck don't advance me (laughs) but yeah so the um the what would a bohem do tweet we were looking around and um i actually noticed it too and you you brought it up but it's this tweet of basically isn't this like uh black eat chicago yeah, Black Eat Chicago, and one of the girls, I think she's one of the more popular uh, characters on the show. Yeah. Um, she got a Haitian boyfriend or whatever, or a husband, I don't know, but she cooked for the mom and the husband, and then basically the mom, when the mom was eating the food, she complained about the paper plates, which I understood. <laughs> she complained about the paper plates. She, she said that the food was dry and salty, and it was like, could she get her some can she get her some, uh, some water and stuff? Is she going to choke or stuff like that? I mean, mm-hmm. and it says, how would you react? Like, what, mm-hmm. like, how would you react to that? For me, okay, culturally, when you are dating someone that's Haitian or that's of, like, some type of African descent or any, 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 any no, that doesn't, doesn't even have to be Haitian. Could be just anybody's black mom. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to come, try your best to come correct. So the mom is going to be super critical. You're making a dish for her. So she has the right to say like this, what it is. She didn't like raise her voice or anything. She just made comments on, I feel what the presentation was and what she experienced. 
So if I if I was the one cooking it, I would definitely kind of have my feelings hurt a little bit. But you, I mean, you have to have a tough tough skin when you're cooking stuff. So, a similar thing happened to me before, and I cooked something and it was like not it was not it. But I would just started cooking, and I had okay. it was this uh, one of the people that were there eating. It was like, like three of us total. Well, one of the per- persons where um was like critiquing me and making jokes out of it and like it hurt my feelings but Hell yeah. it hurt my feelings but but I knew that like okay I'm not gonna like if I cook this again like now I know what I do, did wrong blah 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 um I feel like the mom didn't necessarily make it a, too much of a joke or nothing she was like <laughs> she was dead ass serious she was dead ass. so I can't get mad at her for that like what you expect the woman to eat the food and be like oh it's good and lie no I want you to tell me and then what I would have did is okay. So what what do you think I should um should do next? Uh, obviously less salt. And how do you keep it from getting dry? Like I would probably definitely ask her a question of how to make it right. And that's probably gonna earn points with the mom too. Because I mean, let's be honest. Everybody, if you have a man or a husband, you want his mom to like you. That's just that's just natural. Facts. So Facts. it will give you a little bit more points if you're more inquisitive than than offended. And just ask a question so that you can do better next time. But like, well, look, my um, next time I'm gonna make it again. I want you to eat it, and then you see if it improves. So I, I don't think I, my feelings would have been hurt, but I would have turned it around to make it like, how can I do better next time? Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um. I'm all about delivery. I understand that this is someone's mother, but I'm a woman first. And it's just certain things. It's how you say things, in my opinion, when it comes to things like that. And I've been in in one situation where the mother wasn't too fond of me. And um, I'm sorry. It's just something I don't tolerate. I'm never disrespectful. But if it's like, for me, how I looked at that video, I was like, okay, the mom kind of did too much. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I don't, yeah, you may not like my food, but it, it's all about delivery and how you say things. And I think moms also need to realize that if a, if a, if a woman's own mother doesn't speak to them like that, why should I take that type of um, criticism handled in that fashion from you that's how i look at it um but like with her criticism what what do you mean the way she spoke to her like like it's salty is it like i don't know it's just how it's it's in a way of how you say things and i know like my parents you know if there was if there was something didn't like or enjoy it's it's a way to go about it so if i if i'm used to that type of reaction and then somebody else's mom like responds in a different way, the opposite of how my parents respond. I'm not gonna have a happy face about it. I'm on. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna have like a super happy face about it. I'm not gonna be like, oh, okay. Well, what can I now? It's different. It should be like, you know, your food. It wasn't the best. You know, you could have did this better or that better. But how what I've seen in the video, and I didn't see. You know the episode, obviously, right? But I just seen the. I'm I'm clearly going off of the clip. Yeah. But in the clip, I just I just felt like it was like you disrespected me in my house. Okay. 
Like, I'm not, I understand, you know, that this is your mother, but I'm a woman first. And it, and it, it's all about how you say things. And I wouldn't appreciate being spoken to like that in my home. Okay. Okay. I ain't with it. <laughs> All right. I feel you. Okay. <laughs> like, I, because it's, it's different to say, I'm not even saying that you have to fake the, you have to fake the vibes and be like, oh, I loved your food. Even if you didn't like it, it's just ways to, of how you say things. Like, I, that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how you say things. It's not like, you know, oh, you know, Oh, it's too salty. Oh, this pa- plastic plate. Now, would I ever do that? No, you know, I'm gonna give you a glass plate. And that's anybody I have in my house. Like, yeah, I'm she, not she gonna started give off you... wrong. She, yeah, yeah. Right. That was you got that issue. was um, you know, that was she was out of pocket for that. But the food is salty and all that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Nah. Hmm. I can't. I, I would never be like nasty or rude but if I'm offended I'll be offended in my right because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm disrespected in my home and I can't allow that from nobody. So in like her tone just the way her tone and the it's way she a, said Yeah it was the tone it was how she said things I don't expect if my in-law doesn't like or I don't even know if they married hell I don't know right. I don't watch <laughs> but if if my in-law or my boyfriend's mom, you know, spoke to me in that way, I have every right to feel offended. Like, mm-hmm. you're disrespecting me in my house. But, it, I don't know, it's just a way of how you say things. Like, I can't, I can't see, like, my parent or any family member of mine just coming off crazy like that. Like, I just, I wouldn't have had appreciated it. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and this is all, this whole conversation is definitely perspective-based because... Uh, it's all like what type of culture you come from because yeah. she's like and and it's just like culturally she's Haitian and then also it's it's also too I can kind of relate as well because my people are southern so we're extremely blunt um, so if if I was in that situation and um, for example or if someone came if someone cooked for my mom or my aunt Mm-hmm. Like um, they're gonna be completely honest, and they're gonna be like upfront with it and stuff like that. And um, I guess their delivery may not be as like nice or like pleasant, but I don't think I don't know. It's different. Like, I don't think they would be disrespectful. They just be like, "Well, it's salty. I, I it's too much." But when the woman said, "Oh, I need some. I'm a choke," I'm like, "Okay, girl, you like you, you draw it right out. now, like." <laughs> You and then, and then shorty walked away <laughs> yeah and then shorty walked away and i'm like damn like that sucks you know yeah, <laughs> like shit is god on TV. dang like it's different yeah. on tv she shouldn't have did <laughs> like if it's your first <laughs> time making this meal try to like not have this clip on tv or try to do it <laughs> once at least practice or practice around before you put mm-hmm. it on tv because now it's on TV, and the woman probably can cook. I mean, the food looked good, so it did look good. <laughs> and even she, the mom, even the mom said that like it looks good. Yeah, let's she said it, it looks good. Let's see if it tastes good, or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's definitely perspective based. Um, and I th- I see both. And I also think it's it. toleration too, because yeah. my my family is also blunt. But I I guess like throughout life, I've been like very passive, passive. So where I'm at in my life, I'm not taking like any form of disrespect from nobody. Yeah, and I've been that way for like four years now. Mm-hmm. So, 
I feel you. <laughs> That's where it comes from. I feel that. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into the Inner Supreme. This week, okay. <laughs> Mallory's going to tell yes, us what ma'am. we're talking about. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So for the Inner Supreme topic is discovering the origin of defense mechanisms. We constantly see on social media um, just a common... Uh, coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms that people have in relation to how they interact with others cutting off ghosting um you know nonchalant we you see so much of it Mm -hmm. and you see like especially on social media you even see it like down to the the um the skits you know you see mm-hmm. the little skits out there and stuff the blocking oh I'm blocking you mm-hmm. um all these little like microaggressions and even s- certain things that are positive you know speaking on being emotional and what does it mean to be emotional and you know what does it mean to have feelings or be vulnerable vulnerability is another topic that's constantly like shown in the media and talked about more in the media so this episode I kind of wanted to I kind of wanted to tap into that what I want to do first is um I want to speak on the Sigmund Freud's um defense mechanisms like what I'm gonna do is go like I'm gonna say each one so it's six of them all together the first one is repression denial projection sorry my words (laughs) displacement regression and sublimation I think I said that correctly Mm -hmm. so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna we're gonna explain each one and then one by one, we'll kind of like go on and speak about it. Okay. And then we can maybe even speak about some of our own forms of each term. Yeah. Hopefully uh, I'm enlightened and they help me dig up some shit that I didn't know it was a defense. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can speak on the ones that like, say you never experienced, you know, denial which you know would be a lie but um (laughs) (laughs) but um you know you can see you can speak on how you've seen it seen someone else experience or not you know how you've seen it around you yeah like anyone specific don't put nobody business out Mm -mm. gotcha gotcha (laughs) but the first one we're gonna go uh down is repression Mm. and i'm gonna read it exactly from Yes, and me too, friend. Me too. We're in this together. Okay, so the first one is repression. I'm just reading it from uh, the the psychology website here. It says repression is an unconscious mechanism employed by the ego to keep disturbing or threatening thoughts from becoming conscious. Um, an mm. example of that is during the. Oh, my gosh why can i not read today the oedipus i think it's called it's oedipus yeah the oedipus complex mm. aggressive thoughts about the same-sex parents are repressed mm. gotcha so relating that to real life i made a couple of examples and of course you know you guys are tuning in feel free to 
to provide any input or if you want to correct us yeah um, or if you want to give your opinion open 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 uh open door policy okay <laughs> like every boss I, be saying I have an open door yes <laughs> like fuck out of here but <laughs> all right so we have the examples i have for repression is staying busy drinking um overworking um oh <sighs> sex <laughs> yeah so what what is Ooh. a form of oppression that you either experience <laughs> i'm just playing i'm just keep going keep going don't mind no me. we here for you. we here for you sis but what is um a form of repression that you've either experienced or you've seen before um what is one for you and then i'll i'll go next um A form of repress is okay. Is it to it's to avoid uh, certain thoughts? Mm hmm. Mm. Well, I stay home. <laughs> mm. Okay. I, um, in avoidance of all of the things that come with the world, I've definitely become more of a homebody within the past six months. Um, and sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a good thing because there's things to do. There's things to see, but I, I, I often, in order to avoid like just negative, that just all these, this negative stuff that's happening or to avoid spending a lot of money, I stay home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's one on a, like the basic level that I thought of is, is, is I, I repress by, staying home like just staying to myself or like I just it's kind of I do kind of a form of isolation as well um which I've talked about that openly with the people who are close to me um I'm working on that because uh that one is definitely hard to like it's like you it's like a it's a self-defeating thing because you you um you say that you are lonely or you say that you don't want to feel a certain way and you're trying to avoid these things, but you do the exact thing that gets you in that situation. Mm, it's it's like, like, yeah, it's like, I, I'm saying I need a uh, human connection, but I, I don't, don't want to be around yeah, nobody. I don't want to be around or I don't Oof. try to connect. And that's it's just me. like, okay, that's a never ending cycle. You're never going to feel connected <laughs> to nothing. If you, if you close off that connection, so I I hope that makes sense to the definition of repress of repression, but um that's what it I kind of am that's the way I'm thinking of it. Yeah, that's one way. Yeah, that's a good example. I know for me, um I stay busy. Mm-hmm. I stay busy. So I'll, you know, I'll create a list of things that I need to do. I'll run errands, um, I'll clean, I'll do everything to kind of disturb what is um in my brain as the elephant in the room that I either need to audio journal about, I need to write about, or I need to speak on the person about the situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a good thing because, you know, I'm I'm staying busy, you know, I'm doing what I need to do, but I'm also um I'm avoiding. I'm mm-hmm. avoiding and it's something that needs to be handled. So it's not always a it's not the most, it's healthy, but it's not the most healthy. Same Because you're getting yeah. things done, but you 
not getting the mental things and emotional things done, which I, in my opinion, holds more weight than running errands. Yeah, and, this, and the key to the repression I, I'm noticing is the avoidance factor, because mm-hmm. just when you avoid anything, like the other day I was pulling my um. Sometimes I do oracle cards and I pull them for guidance, and um, I pull one card. It said it gave me um, what's that word? Um, fuck, I just knew it. But basically, I is oh submerged. So it gave me like I it's Earth card, so it has different like Earth symbols and places and like whatever. So ge- geographic things, and the symbol was icebergs and of course icebergs are submerged underneath the uh underneath the water in the oceans and stuff so it's basically saying whatever is deep down that you avoid always makes it way back up the Mm -hmm, tip of the mm -hmm. iceberg eventually the tip of the iceberg you will run into or it's going to come up eventually so it's like that avoidance is not actually you're really not avoiding anything you're only going to make whatever that is you're avoiding even more powerful or difficult to deal with. And that's the hard part of realizing like I can't avoid this because it's only going to resurge and emerge from all of that. And I do that often with certain thoughts, like certain thoughts with things with family stuff. Okay. So certain thoughts with family things, certain thoughts with how I feel about myself. I just like avoid, avoid, avoid the thought or, replace it sometimes I replace that thought with a positive thought or sometimes I just ignore it completely and um I feel like sometimes you have to you have to uh invite the thought and I and I've gotten so conditioned like okay if you have a negative thought you got to balance it with, with a positive thought or balance it out with something that's more realistic but also, too, sometimes you have to sit with those thoughts and, like, see yes. them clearly for what they are. And yes. then you can assess. But just it, immediately ignoring that thought or trying to, like, dispel it is not achieving anything. You're still it's avoiding. Not. Yeah. So. Well, I thousand percent agree. I also think about um, people who may have experienced a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing the homework and healing, they'll you know, go on multiple dates with people, you know, <laughs> kind of so fill the void of that person. Yeah, there's so many examples of that. So, yeah. So, on to the next one. Very Our next one topic. is very good topic. Next one is denial. Denial involves blocking external events from awareness. Ooh, if someone sorry. If someone you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> if someone if some I didn't mean someone. If some situation is just too much to handle, the person just refuses to experience it. So I feel like we've kind of already touched on that. Mm-hmm. In the example, um it says smokers may refuse to admit to themselves that smoking is bad mm-hmm. for their health. So mm-hmm. I think we already kind of touched up on that one. Yeah. Kind of. So the next one. Mm -hmm. Yes. The next one is projection. Mm. Projection involves individuals attributing their own unacceptable thoughts, feeling and motives to, to another person. So an example of that is you might hate someone, but your super ego tells you that such hatred is unacceptable. 
you can solve the problem by believing that that person actually hates you. Mm. Yeah. Projection. This is a t- like, this is a term a lot of people are using now. It's really cool that like a lot of people are aware of it because it's something that the human does naturally as a defense. I feel mm. this way, so I'm going to project it on you. And it may not even be true, but I have to get this off of me, release this, and put it on you. And it's just, yeah, it's never. I've done it, but it's never the way like to go. I I do it a lot of times in my mind, and I have to like correct myself, um, uh, correct myself internally. Like, no, that's not that's not the case. That's not that person is not like that. That person doesn't think that. That's what you think. Mm -hmm. That's how you feel. That's definitely, I think everybody's projected it in, at some point in their life. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I know what I do. I do it out loud and I do it in my head. And I know that I need to kind of chill with that because um, I'm always catching myself having to do some type of damage control yeah, when it comes to things like that. So hard. it's not cool. Yeah, it's and it's not cool. And it kind of makes you a pessimist too. Because it, 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 it's like always, especially when it's like things, a lot of times when you feel bad about yourself in a way, you um, project that onto other people like that look good. For example, if I, I have, I've always had weight issues and um, I'm openly saying that now, but that's something I rarely say out loud because it's like admitting it. I've been avoiding it. I've been repressing that. So um, now like, it's just like, I've always had this so these type of issues. So when I see, oftentimes when you have a certain issue, you project it onto someone else. So yes. for example, I'm big big woman, and looking what I used to do and what I try not to do is shame other big women that are like me as well. Um, because if you have like a flaw within yourself, you not you oftentimes do. So what, for example, so I look on Instagram, just giving an example and I'll see like okay. a big woman, but she has maybe like, um, certain type of clothing on in the past. I would have been like, well, dang, why she wore that? Or she, that don't look good on her. She should have chose something mm-hmm. else or, you know, certain things. But that, those are the things I would take, say to myself if I'm buying the same outfit or, yeah. you know, those are the things that I would say to myself because this is what I, this is the, the insecurity that I have. Yeah. And then of course, then you realize, Oh damn, that's how I feel about myself. That's not, mm-hmm. cause that girl, she wore it. She feel good. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah, you got nothing to do with you, but you made it, you made it as if it's some type of flaw within her or whatever, whoever, or whatever the situation is. So now I make sure that before I project, what I feel negatively on someone else. First of all, let me tackle what the fuck I feel. Oh, yeah. And then, so that it eliminates the projection altogether because I'm focusing on why do I feel this way? Yeah. I think the only, the thing that can solve projection is finding the root as to, as to why you said what you said or feel what you feel. And the thing that I'm working on is I'll do that, but I'll do that after I said what I already said. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I want to, I'm, I want to get better. I do it, but I want to get better at just checking things at the door. Mm-hmm. Cause I can be very like, I can be very blunt. I can be very opinionated. And, um, at times with certain people, <laughs> I'm not like that with everybody. And probably but, with things you're passionate about too. 
yeah, yeah, with things I'm passionate about. And sometimes I have to look at things and be like, dang, you know, definitely ain't ask you though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they didn't ask you. And um, you know, you just kinda you just kinda did a lot right there. Yeah. So um <laughs> Damn, yes. same. Yeah. Damn, that's oh, go to the next one, girl. That was good. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I will leave that one alone because I really could get into that bag. Cause I think out of the six of them. That's one of like that's one that that's a I ain't even gonna hold you that's like a standout for me mm, okay. because all right man <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> all right so displacement displacement is satisfying an impulse um with a substitute object mm. so an example of that is a child that is frustrated with being picked on at school goes home and bullies younger siblings. Mm. Okay. So it's hard for me um, to think of it's just choosing I something know. else, right? It's choosing something else to yeah, satisfy. It, instead of like you may have a situation where say you're having a bad day at work. And you're having bad days at work. Now it's becoming days. And, you know, we all spend most of our time at work. Mm -hmm. So you come home and you start breaking everything in your house. Mm. That That's a form of displacement because you, you feel like you can't, you feel like your power is tied at mm. work. So you don't do, you, you obviously can't do these things at work. You obviously can't go off on your boss or whoever, whomever pisses you off. But when you go home, you break everything in the house. Dang. That's like a... Ooh, I've seen a, that. An extreme, but it is a form of displacement. I mean, gosh, just look at... And I, and this is an, what I immediately thought about when you were saying that. Like, just a black man. Like, think about how black men has been positioned mm. in society. And the whole relationship the negative ones with black men and black women is displacement, like mm -hmm. displaced feelings. So I'm feeling cornered. I'm feeling attacked. I'm feeling uh, oppressed in my outward life. And then I come home and I'm, and I got to take that out on you. And that's mm -hmm. saying, and now you're oppressed. Now I'm your oppressor and all this type of stuff. So that definitely reminds me of that. And that's what that is. Displacement. Like we do that. We definitely do that a lot in relationships with our significant others. Um, yes. I would just, I have been, I've experienced that from parents, you know, from people, um, from Ooh, friends, like I was about to taking say it out, taking out. And, and, and it's easy to do because sometimes you don't even know you're doing it, but you take out whatever is going on. You take it out on something, uh, someone else. Mm -hmm. Seen it so many times. Probably I've done it. Definitely have done it. Um, I've done it with uh, with friends and had to apologize. Could be doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, could be doing it right now. Shit. Nah, I feel that. But with the, do you watch Greenleaf? I've watched it, but not. I'm like not caught up. Oh damn. Okay, I don't want to give no spoiler alert to you. You can, cause I ain't gonna watch no time soon. You can give us. Okay, so you know the the husband. Um, what's his name? I forgot the the brother, 
the brother mm-hmm. of Charity and Grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know he got that wife. I can't stand his wife. Oh, I don't like his wife. With a little but, haircut? Yeah, mm-hmm. she gets on my everlasting nerves. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she done got worse, uh, huh? Dang. Yes. So, let me say what she did real quick. And this is a, a example of displacement. So, she um, she got a house. And it was something that they both really didn't. He didn't fully agree with it. But he kind of marches to the beat of her drum. Yeah. Basically, the wife um, sold their property without really his permission but he kind of goes with the flow with everything that she does Mm -hmm. a little bit so um she wanted to celebrate she wanted to go out to dinner and celebrate and he said that he couldn't because he had to handle some issues at the actual house you know that the whole family stays at so he wanted Mm -hmm. to go over there and handle that and she was upset and what she did was she called her um her uh her side man mm. to go out to dinner with her instead so it was satisfying an impulse because she really wanted to go out to eat with the substitute which was her side piece wow that's mm. fucked up that's messed up right damn yeah they both i don't even know why they still together <laughs> I need them to break up. But as far as another thing with displacement, and I don't know, please correct me, but I feel like displacement can also be a positive thing. Because okay. say, you know, you're not feeling, you know, where you're at in life and you go to Tampa. Tampa has a um a place called the break room where you pay and you can just break stuff to get aggression out. Or it, or mm. you go and take a karate class. That's a know, good example of displacement. Get, yeah, so I feel like that's a good, that's a positive form of displacement. Oh, wow. It's so many, now that I think about it, so many good examples of displacement. Now yeah. that you said that. Wow. That's really good. Shit, sex could be displacement. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> you got all this energy and you need to get it out and you yeah. impulsive, just have yeah. some sex. <laughs> yeah, that that is also a form of displacement. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay. So the next one is we talked about repression. This one is regression. This is A movement back in psychological time where one is faced with stress. Mm. So, and it could, it's something that you could do all the way back from childhood that you still do now. So I know some people, some people still suck their thumb. Yeah. Some people still wet the bed. Um, I mean, I'm be honest, I'm going to shoot straight. I ain't stopped wetting the bed till I was like 15, 16. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of stress. Like stress, just, yeah. yeah, stress. Um, I know something I still do to this day when I'm frustrated, I start um pulling my curls. I mm-hmm. start pulling my curl. I've always done that growing up. Even when I had perm hair, I would just start pulling on my hair because I'm just like trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, um, I've, I've definitely pulled on my hair as well. Yes, yeah, and that's hereditary because my grandpa do that, my mom do that as well. Mm-hmm. Another one is what I. My dad, when he was younger, he got into a car accident, and he he shakes his leg. But I've seen my dad shake his right leg all his life. That when I'm stressed, I instantly my right leg starts shaking. 
Oh yeah, I noticed that too. I definitely dang, I do that too. Shit, I do yeah, that too. But it's it's always specifically the right leg. Oh, just the right leg. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I know what my dad does is because he got in a car accident when he was younger, mm-hmm. or he got hit by a car. My bad, he got dang. hit by a car um, when he was younger. Oh, some and, nerves. Yeah, so it's like a nerve thing. But me, I do it when I'm stressed out. Mm. What What do I do? Um, I don't know. Um, that one's kind of that one makes you kind of that that's more of a physical thing. So it may take you some time to kind of figure that one out. Yeah, it's like patterns, like things you go back to. Like, is is it like for comfort? Things you do. Mm-hmm. For comfort. Or like you know how some people hug themselves and rock like mm. they just. Mm. And they've been doing that. Maybe they've been doing that since they were like a child, you know. Um, I really feel like I do this, and I really want to find uh, like ooh, I, I know I do this. I, I feel like I do. <laughs> another example, which is very relevant to my life, is um, when an adult suddenly has the urge to play with toys. So I stopped playing with Barbies when I was eighteen. And um, I knew that I was playing with my Barbies for such a long period of time because I was trying to avoid the the high school issues or middle school issues that mm. I was going through. Wow. Dang. Okay, now that's a good example. That's a really good example. Um, ah, shit, I don't know. Um, I probably, I'm going to think about it and we, I can come back and see if I can think of something. But I feel like I do that. I have some form, some way of doing it, I know. Yeah. And you can, it's not, sometimes it's not even just a physical thing. I just looked up another one where, for instance, when a newly married wife has her first quarrel with her husband, she may regress by by running to her parents' home to look for security. So sometimes it's people you may have even, re- like, spoke with about issues mm. all your life and you always run back to them mm. and you've been doing that since you were a child so most of the um regression um uh tactics are from when you were like a child oh my god um i feel like there's so many ways that i re- i can regress but i just can't pinpoint because yeah <laughs> i don't know but even like um Dang, I'm, like, naming a lot. You are, and they're so, like, <laughs> impactful. Like, one for me is, um, and I still feel this way, even though, you know, people look at me, you know, with this hard exterior. I'm very much, like, a softy Sam, for real. Another <laughs> example is I can, like, when it, it could be anything from any, when something is, when there's too many things around me that's, like, changing or moving around sometimes I can feel overwhelmed and when I was younger I like when I was a kid I would cry about it mm-hmm. but now you know I don't, I'm not gonna break down and cry but I do feel like something in my throat where I feel like I'm about to cry because mm, it's just like though. yeah it's too much going on like or if I feel like someone is talking at me like in a way that like really Curb my feelings. It'll bring me back to like when a teacher yelling at a class and how I used to cry. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not going to sit. I'm probably not going to sit there and cry, but I'm going to feel something in my throat where I feel like I'm about to. Yeah, it's regression. 
is it usually a negative thing that you revert to? Or could it be no, negative no. or positive? No, it could be negative or positive. Like the I feel like the newlywed one, that that's a positive thing. Like she ran she runs to her parents, like when she has an issue. So she has an issue with her with her husband and they just got into their first argument. She's hitting up her parents like, Yo, mom, dad, what up? Like, yeah. I need to talk to y'all about this. Yeah, but then that can become a bigger issue because now they don't oh, see, yeah. you know. But that yeah, that, they that know first the time that's um that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, I really want to because I feel like I'm I do it. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to come back to that on Mallory. Okay. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, another question. <laughs> <laughs> um. I know this may sound like weird. Um, I've always in my head, like even when I was a child, I'll create scenarios where like I'm talking to someone, but I'm not like I'm alone by myself, but it's like I'm talking to someone about an issue. Oh, shit. I do that. Yeah. I um probably just my out loud talk maybe it's regression because I've always done that definitely okay. I've always like but it like you said that could be that's positive a lot for me when I just talk when I'm real stressed out when I'm super stressed out which is almost now going on every day <laughs> um I um I think out loud I talk everything out, like a lot of things out loud um lately I've been Lately, I had like I'll say something bad. I've been saying bad things about myself, and mm. um, Dang. I know that's wrong. Like it's fast, and, and it's just been coming up. Like it's just been naturally. Like that's been my first go to. Like to say something bad about myself, and then I just kept like every time I did it. Then I said about like fifteen good other thing, other good things about myself. So to try to cancel out that negative thought mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do when I get stressed and when I look at my life and I'm not satisfied and I'm unhappy with myself and my life and all of these things, I'll start doing that negative. That's the regression, going back to those negative thought patterns. But then I'll do the self-talk to kind of like balance bring it, it and bring me back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, What do I do? Oh, wait. I've... I've enough with the regression <laughs> so the next one is sublimation that's the last which one is, right? yeah this is the last one satisfying an impulse with a substitute object in a socially acceptable way alcohol so I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah alcohol yeah um someone playing a sport to Sporting is an example of putting our emotions into something constructive. So some of the examples that we gave for displacement is actually called sublimation. Ah, okay. So they are the things, the actual things yeah. that you displace with. Okay. Yeah. The, so that's doing that from a positive aspect in a socially acceptable way. Oh, so it's a good thing. Yeah. So, so the good mind. things that, that we gave, not, such as karate... <laughs> Um, you know, sex. Um, for me, it's definitely plants. Definitely plants. Oh yeah, that's you. Plants. That's you. And uh, crystals and stuff like that. Home decor. Those are the things that I replace all of my 
Like if I'm feeling bad and I'm in the and not in my house, like I said, I spend a lot of time in my house. Um, I'll rearrange some plants. I'll water some plants. I'll clip some dead ends and you know rearrange stuff. You know, just to like switch up the mood and to like have something to do to replace all of that negative energy. Yeah. Yeah, I know for me, mine is, um, mine is, I know this sounds so weird, but shipped. Oh, shipped yeah. is definitely, because I like grocery. I like, um, I like aisles. I have an obsession hmm. with aisles. So I do ship, even though, it, you know, I make extra money doing it. It's something that I also do to, like, clear my mind of some of the emotional things that I'm going through. I love going to Lake Eola. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things. I love walking around the city. Um, I love audio journaling mm-hmm. because I can play back some of the things and kind of see where I went wrong in some of my mindsets. Some of my own audio journals actually get on my nerves because <laughs> I mean, I get myself like annoyed because it's like Mallory like chill out um um I used to write poems I haven't wrote a poem in a while like I haven't wrote a poem in probably like a year yeah like last December last December was the last time I wrote like a poem um but poetry used to be my thing I also I want to um I want more decor in my home, but I want decor that I've actually created. Mm. So next year, I want to start painting. Nice. Let's do some painting together at my house. Yeah, let's do some some painting. Yeah, let's do some painting. You know, I've been doing that too. Yeah, I appreciate art, but I think I would appreciate it more if it's art I actually created that's around my house and I am down. Or when I do feel away, I can look at all the things that I've created and kind of remind myself that, you know, I'm the shit. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense to, yeah. to me and like um, to what I do because I feel like my whole fucking apartment is what is it? Sublimations. My mm-hmm. whole apartment is that like. I just every like as far as the candles that I like, um, the crystals, the flowers, the herbs, the scents, mm. the the um the paintings. I like last week I did a painting, and that just gave me so much joy. Like you know, just the yeah. fact that like I actually got this skill, but I don't have to. I don't. It's not something I don't gotta sell. Like every time, like these days. Everything mm-hmm. that we do, people are like, oh, you should put it on YouTube. Oh, you should do. No, it's just for no. me. It's just Something for me. Something just for you and only you. And it's just a hobby. I don't want to commodify everything because then it then I no longer enjoy it. But right. things like art and music and for me singing, I do sing a lot to um get a lot of energy out. Like I'm either mm-hmm. in my house singing, doing some creative dancing yes and this morning i i really shifted the energy really well because i was dancing in um near naked i was and i was doing that last night too well not naked but i was dancing last night so yeah dancing is somewhere something that i do to like just feel good and displace the negative or energy and stuff like that try to just do some creative stuff that kind of makes you focus on that thing other than the the negative shit well, one thing I want to definitely um, 
let you know is they actually have dance classes on YouTube for free. Oh, yeah. So if you look that up, you can, you know, get, you know, get your little routine on, mm-hmm. something to take your mind off of anything that you're going through. I like the or anything Afro that's off one. your mind. Yeah, I'll oh, be yeah, going the through the Afro beats. The Joomba. Mm-hmm. I like the little hip-hop ones, too. Yeah. It's some good free stuff where I don't got to go spend my money. I don't have to go outside. <laughs> Literally, right? <laughs> All right. I don't have to go outside. Like, oh, um, son, that's another one. Oh, yes, son. I if I notice if I don't be if I'm not spending like this is why winter is so tough because I'm used to going outside, taking walks, going to parks, and doing all this. Mm-hmm. I I kind of can, but I don't know if it's gonna rain. I don't know if the sun gonna be out. It's just all of these things. So I don't go as much as I usually go through during the spring and summer. Cause I'm always going outside to some park or walking up and down the street or something or some lake. So like that is that's kind of seasonal though. So I'm replacing a lot of those things now with inside things. Um yeah. or bringing the outside in with nature. This yeah. is what I do what I do a lot. So yeah, that's another one. I agree because I think this is probably the first year where lack of sun actually really bothers my mood. Um, I normally don't notice it, but I don't know. I guess the older you get, the more you're in tune with the with your environment. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it does make things tough. So what I do is, you know, when I come in the house, I put the light on in my room and I'll light a candle and I'll kind of just create, bring my own light because yes. it's been dark all day outside. I love having me some hot uh, hot chocolate. Trader Joe's mm-hmm. has this super nice salted caramel hot chocolate. Then you make the warm food. I was just watching a video about this. <laughs> like, it's so many things you can do during this time to, like, get yourself, like, out of that. Because it is a very sad time for many reasons. But, like, warm things really, like, run, running through your body feel yeah. amazing. Warm meals, those comfort meals. We can gain weight. <laughs> you know, we can do yeah. all these things and not yeah. worry about some of the things because you know January hit and we we hitting the ground running. You know, yes. So yes, I'm gonna enjoy the rest of this December just at ease because I already know the gr- it's it's about to hit the new year. It's about to hit. Yep. Oh wait, can it's we can we kind of speak on the new year really quick, like as a little yeah. I really, you know how, okay, you know how in every, at the end of every decade, culture completely shifts? Yeah. Like, we're about to experience a shift, but we're adults. Like, when we were kids, for example, we we lived in the 90s. Like, we were kids. Mm-hmm. And then the 2000s came in a shift. We didn't really see that shift like that because we were, like, kids. We experienced it, but we weren't that aware. But now we're actually about to experience a shift. Ooh. You know how, like, when adults, like, your older adults, they'll they can tell you like during the times like what was going on and mm-hmm. the difference. They could tell you about each shift because they lived it. Like we're this is our first one. Yeah, this really is our first it's one so because cool. if we go back to 09, I mean I was sixteen. So it's like I was still in like Mallory world. You know what I'm saying? It didn't it hit it didn't really hit, you know, as opposed to being twenty six and looking at you know wow like we're yeah. about to actually be into we're entering our 30s actually so yeah like, this is kind of dope well this is not necessarily our first one I, let me correct myself it's not the first one because now that you say 2009 i do think like everything shifts after 2010 
Um, and then from 2010 to 2019, I'm sorry, I'm thinking 20 years instead of 10, but, um, but yeah, like we've experienced one, but this is our first one really as like an adult, adult, a- adult, adult. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, really mm-hmm. cool. Like I'm excited to see, I just hope I'm really hoping for some good, positive energy shifts in 2020 to 2019, 20, 2029, yes. because I mean, God, I think it's been a lot of positive things going, but it's getting harder to to it live. Is. So I just hope that um some new changes come about that make it better for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really do agree with that. I feel like, um, you know, I don't know. I just had like a surge of energy earlier today where I was just like, yo, 2020 is coming and yo, like, something something phenomenal is going to happen to you. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but things are going to start looking up in 2020. And I'm not, I, it could be a mixture because I am a New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is actually a day I do celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it could be that. It, it's a it's a um, holiday to actually do go hard for. I care about the next year after. Yeah. And then after that, my birthday is at the beginning of the year, so it's like new year, new age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you're right. It, it's it's just going. There's going to be a shift. There's going to be a shift I because really you're right. Like, like it's really, it's it's tough right now. It, it's not everyone is down bad in in their own way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's one definition for that. Yeah, everyone has their own form of down bad due to the experiences that they had in their life. And one, one experience doesn't make the other one, um, less hard. Yeah. You know, you know, the hardship competition people love to have. Struggle. (laughs) Yeah. Struggle. Exactly. Very annoying. But I do agree. Something's going to shift. I'm excited. I'm wait, and I just need me some more opportunities mm-hmm. and just some more guidance and all. Yes, that. I want to speak a mentor into my life. Uh, I'm putting it out here on the podcast. Energy to real life mm-hmm. energies. I want a mentor. So universe, bring that to me. But yeah, so I think shit's gonna change. But that, my God, those I'm really gonna start paying more attention to. Um, the defense mechanisms that we create because everyone does them. Everyone does them. Yeah. Like even down to the social media ones um, that are kind of praised, they, they really do fall into d- denial. Um, they fall into repression. Like, oh, you know, my dude tripping, I'm about to get another one. Like, you know how people tweet. Like, mm-hmm. we all see it. We all see it. Um, <sighs> the ghost thing i feel like where do you now out of the six one out of all six where do you think um ghosting like where does that fall into does that mm. fall into repression denial projection displacement regression or sublimation hmm i'm thinking uh, regression. Go ahead, tell me yours. Denial. Denial. How? Um, because people now much rather walk away from a potential heartbreak or a potential um 
conflict than to actually kind of like handle the homework. Mm-hmm. So then they they rather deny the whole entire situation, mm. just block it out. Yeah, I see that. I definitely see that as well. Denial. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely denial. I like. Well, like people are blocking their own friends. Like it's not even on some. This is not just really dating. people doing that. Yes, people are blocking their own friends. Like just on social media. Yes. Like, like they fall out with their friends. You, or something? yes, you watch, you watch the. I don't, I don't know if you watch it, but it's a show called Ghosting, on on MTV, and these people are ghosting their friends. Like something bad happened, and they ghost them. It could be something bad happened. It could be they did something to their friend, and they just couldn't. They just had the guilt trip. They just couldn't come hang out with them knowing that they did something wrong I just, like I don't participate they, and, in and they, ghost and, and stuff. they just they just ghost now I ain't gonna lie I have you know what I'm saying I have yeah we are but have. the times that I have um it was either that or it could have got really ugly so I just okay, rather remove yeah. myself from the situation but I never ghosted anyone because I didn't want to say something to them right. you know what I'm saying like that's Honestly, that's like that's corny. I was yeah. trying to find a nice way. I was trying to find something fair, nice to say, like... but it's corny. Like, and even though, it... see, I was blocking people like when it wasn't like super like praise, but now like people praise it. Like, yeah, I blocked him because he said he had my number saved, or I blocked her because you know she couldn't make up her mind on where to, where she wanted to go out to eat, so I blocked her. Like. Wait, what? Like, I just... It's it's wild out here. It is. And <laughs> it's What creating... a bird! <laughs> <laughs> it's creating... No, it's creating, like... It's making everyone, like, socially awkward. Because people say all these things. We also have to take it into account. People say all these things on social media, but it's like, when you meet them on person, it'll never be that energy. People don't block people that they actually are having an interaction with them face-to-face. They never walk up to like, yo, I'm blocking you. Like, it never Show works them. out like that. It's always the social media stuff, and that's the that's the part that's, like, very annoying. Because people, people really cut off for less, but people rarely cut off in person. Like, it is I'm not gonna say it doesn't happen it does I've done it but um people don't really do that people people are more inclined to to work it out work out work it out and that's a good thing for the most part so it's like if you want to do this shit in real life like that and don't do it here but also I I still I still understand that blocking because sometimes and and this could not this could be negative I don't know sometimes you want to block someone because you just don't want to see them on your feed. I what I do instead of blocking them, I mute people. I mute, of course. I mute some stuff. It's just annoying or it triggers mm-hmm. something. So I or some people trigger something mm-hmm. in me, and I don't want to deal with that. So I just mute it. No, that's that. different than blocking. Like blocking, I if I'm saying you my friend and we friends, like I'm not gonna block you unless we fail out about something. And then yeah. it's just like. Yeah, I'm gonna block you, and there's because we're not friends no more. But in real life, I blocked you first. So, well, me <laughs> and you are very similar in the sense that we look at blocking as something permanent. You know, people play the yeah. blocking game where they'll block and then they'll unblock. I don't play that. 
Because yeah. like, I, I rarely really, block people. I rarely it's like, do it. Yeah. I don't use that as a tool. Like, I, I remember I, I had a friend once, that she, um, the, the person said, um, if they stop talking to somebody, they automatically block them or something like that of the note. And I was like, really, you be blocking people? And then they was like, yeah, I always block. And I was like, really? I don't, I don't be blocking. Mm-mm. I don't be blocking people like that because I mean sometimes I can even like be dating the guys you know well I don't really be following too many people I date on social media like that anyway but because okay. um, I really don't want to see your stuff like that I mean it's not important to me um, but like to block you I mean I really don't like to do that constantly to that be for that to be a thing that I would do on social media I just feel like that's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary. It is unnecessary. I don't need to do that. It's it's for me. It's so permanent because you're not. Gonna, yeah. You're not going to get unblocked. Like if I do it, I'm I. I have to stand by the bylaws of Mallory, so I'm not going to unblock you. Like I just, I'm just not going to do it. So I get it. I unblocked a person once and I regret it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you like, regret it every you, time. I see why you follow that. Because why did I unblock you? Yeah, person in my damn DMs. Get out of my. <laughs> Get out. Go home. Go but home, yeah. Roger. <laughs> that block is shit. <sighs> but yeah, I feel like this was a really, really good topic. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get into um our five to nine. Let's do this it. This week, uh, I am highlighting someone I actually I know, but I met after my matriculation at the great Bethune-Cookman University. I didn't know her in school, but I like met her through social media, and then we got cool mm. after that. Um, this woman's name is uh, Raven Mendez. She goes by Ray Joy on social media platforms. Ray uh, Joy, what Ray up? Ray Joy. She is a singer. Of course, she has her day job, but she is a singer, and she has a new EP project out. Let me get all her information. She has a new EP out called R.I.V.M. And it's available on all platforms. So sing, singer. She even has actress in her bio. So uh, we're going to look forward to some of that. But yes. she, she gives you similar to like, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying she's just like this person, but it's similar. She gives you similar like Summer Walker vibes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, if you want to um, find the music, of course, go to all platforms. But if you want to uh, follow her on um, social media, her handle is at R-A-E-J-O-I underscore Ray Joy. Um, And yeah, check her out. Check her music out. It's good. Support, support, support. The purpose of us doing this five tonight is for you to support the people that we are highlighting because it's not easy to work in a nine to five job and then go work on your dream. It really takes a lot of dedication and money so please make sure you go <laughs> you really uh support and tell us what you think also if you have if you go to her page or anything tell her who sent you yeah tell her it was the yes. supreme bohemians supreme bohemians shout out to ray joy shout out to raven yes all right so our last segment muse yes muse okay so this one this playlist is going to be house music. Yes. Um, shout out! I've been waiting Tay. on this one. Shout out to Tay on this <laughs> one. Um, yeah, so it's going to be house music. Like I want, I want to create a a boheme 
mixed with like homebody atmosphere with this mm. like I want to continue to have the playlist where you could listen to it while applying for jobs while cleaning while running errands I want calming music because honestly like I know for me when it comes to um I can't listen to like trap music while I'm doing like my everyday activities. I have to make time for that. Like mm-hmm. I can't I can't listen to it like for an extended day. period. Yeah, of time. like yeah. yeah, like for like 6 hours or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know, I like a little song pop. You know how you do shuffle? You want mm-hmm. a song pop in, you know, every now and then, but for the most part, I'm trying to create these playlists that are based on everyday life and Mm -hmm. you being able to do things um not with ease but you're able to do whatever you need to do without you know hard drums and bass and boom and you know treble so this one is going to be house music i'm excited i want to mix a little bit of uh 90s do y'all are you familiar with yes yeah. Can you tell, because some people may not even know what house music is. Can you kind of give like your so, definition? House music is is oh, what's the best way I can explain it? It's a genre of like it's electronic dance music but it's formed from like the underground 1980s club culture in Chicago and like the East Mm. Coast and it's branched out so and then like it's really popular I was going to mention like on the show uh, Pose it kind of it kind of puts you on to like the beginning of the house music um culture you know or not not culture but it's beginnings of house mm-hmm. music because it was once an underground thing it's called house music because it was played at little like mini house gatherings or you know oh. like rent yeah like rent parties but now it's like you know it's Never a phenomenon you hear it at a lot of like the the pop clubs now mm-hmm. um they they have their own form of it it's not like full house music mm-hmm. but you know they put the um what is it called damn it it's like it's like pop, but you hear the house. You hear the house influence, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, okay. that is why they call it house music because it originated at like your your rent parties or you know some, you, not small but like house gatherings, intimate, intimate yeah. yeah, and then it expanded and it went out from there. So that's dope. I'm so excited to listen because I remember when uh well not I remember but Black Girls Rock recently had a show um mm. their show and then they had like highlighted three black yes girls. you yes! saw that yes! the house women that performance was amazing it, it was they, it was it was so beautifully done and it just like I love how they brought like they paid homage and they brought back the women that was actually doing it because and house, it sounded it's a, so good hell yeah and it's such a like eclectic genre so many kinds of people do, do house music which is I also love that like you can find all kinds of ethnicities and their own types of house music and stuff so I'm ready to listen yes and I'm excited for y'all to hear it yes 
Okay, so this has been a very, very insightful episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, your support is, it never goes unnoticed. Never. Uh, Every single listener. So we really appreciate that. And we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you guys once again. And bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Love y'all.